just a bit quickie before we get into the show. Um, about a quarter of the way into the show, my microphone decides to give up. Uh, so the, most of the show is recorded on my laptop microphone. So the audio quality does differ a bit. So apologies for that. But it is still a really good show. So I hope you still enjoy it. Thank you. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one noise shot that the really mad. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glad. Glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hey, yeah. Hello, welcome to Broken but Glorious on BDGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lafford. I'd like to be joined from his isolation station. Nick David. Hello. Sorry, I've got a sore throat, so I might have to take drinks. Well, it's that small. I'm your girlfriend's favourite wrestler, Lance Rivera. Hello. You're well. I am. I'm always yeah, well. I'm about to impose a no making Chris laugh. Well, so I'll just start coughing. That's going to be quite difficult. Mm. I don't know, based on the last show, I just giggled the whole way through like a little girl. I don't know what happened to me. Might as well start with the biggest news of the week. Lance, you have a new gear, I think. Oh. New gear? Yeah, do you have a grey gear? Was it just... Was it, was oh, it no, uh, well, technically it's new. I suppose it's not been seen on a big stage before, but yes, I suppose, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the first time we've worn it on a, a, a non-holiday camp show. Oh, right. And you went extreme this weekend, tell the listeners about. I did. I was at uh, TNT Extreme Fields, uh, representing Russell Island, in a power-up briefcase match against uh, Connor Klein, Harley Hudson, Lisa Sky, and Charlie Brennan. Yes. And I'll tell you what, fucking hit them up well hard over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It, it, uh, well... Yeah. It made a nice thud. <laughs> it made a nice thud. Uh, you see Charlie Brennan's post on his Instagram? Yes, bleeding his face. <laughs> I was going to say, he's had a, he's had a fucking rough weekend. Did, did, did he have a ladder match and then come to you, or did he have your match and then have a ladder match? He had the, uh, he had the power book briefcase match, and then he had the ladder match. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh paper weekend for Charlie. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I throttled a few people. Yeah. You probably, probably can't the B word as well, a couple of times, I see. Oh, yes, I did. I, did. I mean, I feel like you can say the word. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yeah, I, I, I said a lot worse than that. This has not been recorded. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm, sh- I'm sure you've seen the clip of when um, Harley Hudson gives me the neck breaker. Yeah. She's there, uh, <laughs> like, giving me a load of shit. And um, <laughs> I, uh, well, I don't think it's loud enough for the camera to pick it up, but I started telling her to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I gave um, Connor Klein the uh, double double V's on his entrance. Yeah. <laughs> that can be seen on my Instagram. Um, yeah, no, I told a lot lot of people to to fuck off. Um, I told to, I, I gave a middle finger to uh, Lisa Sky after she picked her. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, and then um, I told uh, two people in the crowd to suck it and gave them the middle finger as well. <laughs> Whoa. I hope so. It was it was enjoyable, especially when I stood in the middle of the ring with my arms out, uh, yeah. style, and all I got was wanker. 
<laughs> but like I said, I'm also, it's nice to know they know what their girlfriends do over me. This is Charlie Bennett, and you're listening to Broken for Glorious. Did that wrestling have announced the signing of Speedball Mike Bailey? No, 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 fantastic news that. Um, I've seen, I know, because what was it? He, he couldn't sign for, um, uh, for companies. He's he had a few bands in America. He worked there uh, about a work. He's also done a couple of years. That's yeah. But no, from... Oh, he was, on, he, was on a, he, was on a, he was on a travel only visa or something. That's so right. He worked in Sony's and got banned for five years or something, I think. Bloody hell. Yeah, no, there's, it's, I mean, it's fantastic news for, for, well, for wrestling, but it also for Impact, they've got one a hot free agent. Um, yeah. Really, really good wrestler. I mean, I've seen them having some, some crackers at, at Riptide. Um... Some really, really good matches. So, um, no, really excited to see what he can do, can do an impact. And, um, yeah, no, just a really top sign. And also, it's, I think it's quite a big, I mean, with impact, I know some of this, I think that is a real big sort of coup for them sort of thing. And given mm. that naturally people do always choose AW or WWE, uh, to get someone like that. And I think it's a very, very, very good move. So very interesting to see where they go. And I think they need it now after their sort of time with, with working with AEW. Now they're, like you said, we said on the show last week about them having this sort of split, if you will, they're going back to just being impact rather than mm-hmm. sort of having AEW come and take the, not having sort of AEW guys in the main event scene. So no, really good news. Yeah, I'm interested in how they're going to use them, whether they're going to use them as a main event player or they're going to just have some experience in the, the next division. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited. It's a great, great sign. Yeah, and shall we discuss the fallout of Halloween Havoc? So, where Imperium won the tag titles, Mandy Rose won the women's title, mm-hmm. and Toxic Attraction won the women's tag titles. The only title really that didn't have to change hands was the world title. The champ had defeated him from Breaker. Pretty easily, from what I've, I've heard. Yeah, it, it was quite one-sided, and it was a reasonable main event. But um, I think whether they'll go down the route now of Literally, because I think everyone presumed going into it, oh, well, this guy will take it, just Ron Breaker will mm. win it, it's a new era, etc., etc. I think the fact that maybe they might plan to restore them, well, experience is just completely dicked over youth, and there's still a lot of the, the, yes. the original NXT guys, and they're not going any, they're not going anywhere, basically. Um, so whether they'll go, whether they'll sort of go down that route for a storyline, I know we've sort of seen them being his buddies for the last sort of month, well, in the build up to this, whether mm. now we'll, after this, we'll now see potentially Bron turn heel and, um, yeah. yeah, try and come up with all sorts of, well, yeah, heelish tactics to try and win the belt. I know, I think they've announced as well there's going to be a takeover next, uh, at the start of December, uh, the first Ooh. takeover of the new era. That's what I, I saw in a group chat earlier. Um, so, yeah, whether that's, um, whether they will do another takeover, whether that will, whether they will go into takeover as the main event, you see if they can, I've actually put together a feud now as opposed to obviously being on sort of good terms. Yeah, I hope they, they use this as like a way of broad embracing his Steiner heritage because they did trademark a Steiner name. I can't remember if it was, I don't know if it was from Steiner or they did um, a trademark one so it'd be fun to, and they have hints at it with him talking to Chucky. He was like, I know you and stuff like that. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's been like a one dimensional <laughs> destroyer character so if now he hasn't win, he could embrace the madness of his legacy and like be an unhinged destroyer, maybe. Because I think he's been very one-dimensional and the destroyer. But you could, yeah, but I think this could be a way of embracing his Steiner heritage and come back better. That's very interesting. That would definitely be an interesting move if he did that. 
Yeah, for sure. Do you think all the other um, titles changes as kind of just a big statement of NXT 2.0 is here to stay? Um, maybe, I suppose like, so. They've got to make some kind of a statement. I would need to, um, yeah, to make uh, it clear that they are changing. Definitely. Yeah. I think, especially with the women's, that they have like, <laughs> seen toxic traction being the main sort of points with them all now holding gold, which I'm, I'm always a fan when, when you've got a heel stable or a stable for that kind with everyone holding gold. I think, yes. I think I'm just, a, it's just simple, good booking. And so I'm happy they've done in that sense. Um, but yeah, I think, well, maybe with, obviously with the men's tag team divisions, it sort of feels a bit, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's like a proper new era tag team, given Imperium of, uh, I think they've already, I think they've held the belts before, haven't they? Let's yeah. see. Yeah. Cool. I thought they had. Um, so, I think sometimes, yeah, it's, it's good obviously fading in a lot of the new talent, but you do need, obviously, your, you're still going to need some experienced sort of wrestlers on the, on the, on the card and sort of hold some gold as well. Um, but yeah, I think certainly there's definitely been signs of their heading into that new direction. Do you think this maybe points towards Raquel Gonzalez here, Shirai, maybe MSK moving to the main roster in the near future? I think, yeah, Gonzalez I think was always on the cards. Um, I think, yeah, certainly with Io Shirai and I think, yeah, Io Shirai definitely up in the tag team titles. I think we'll see her, given what we're two months away from the Rumble. That's usually when mm-hmm. you, sort of, you always have sort of stages of the year, don't you? When NXT guys come up, it's usually after a night after sort of Mania, the draft, uh, Rumble. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if at least one or two of them, either one or both of them, do go up after post Rumble. Um, yes, it makes sense, doesn't it? I think Gonzalez. I suppose you've still got the feud now with Dakota Kai to get out of the way, so that will keep her occupied until until around. To be fair, Rumble time. Shirai, I think she really has almost done everything now in NXT. And she's still one of the best characters. I, mean, I do like the sort of character there, which just goes, I don't like you. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Even to an attractive partner. Um, so, I think, yeah, she, she's great. Um, so, I, I think, yeah, but I think her and certainly the two women are looking like they'll, they'll be the next sort to go up to the main, to the main roster for sure. MSK, Certainly, I think the fact that now we've seen Hit Row go up is, is the case of we don't want to go down the sort of the old routes of just throwing so many teams up and then people get lost on no, the main yeah. roster and then, it, and then it turns into a, a complete, before you know it, they're chasing after our truth. So, yeah, they need, <laughs> they need to be careful of how, how, how crazy they go pushing teams and, 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 and talent up. I did enjoy the backstage mm. seg- segments as well with Cameron Grimes! single <laughs> Alright, so we're back with the first round of the quiz after a word from this week's sponsor, Podgo. Today's podcast presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co. At the P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Be sure to add your podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. This is Franco Varga, the biggest wrestler ever, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. So it's time for the first round of a question of sports entertainment. Lance is question master this week. I am. And uh, since it was Halloween... This, uh, this, this weekend, I have gone with my favourite game to play on uh, when I'm Quizmaster, 
is name the yeah. card and name the people who are on it. So, we are looking at WCW Halloween Havoc 1997. Oh. Live from <laughs> Nevada at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Oh, I'm staying there next, uh, in, in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. My voice went really high then. <laughs> so, if you'd like to take it in turns, and name people who featured on WCW Halloween Havoc in 1997. As I won last week, do I choose who gets to go first? Yeah. You do, yeah. you do. Yeah, Chris can go first on this one. Whoa! <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> <coughs> is this the one with the big crazy death match? No, it can't have been. No. It's I not the match I was thinking of. Yeah, it had to have Mick Foley in and he was in the BWF, I don't know. Okay, um, Hulk Hogan. You are correct! Um, Hollywood Hulk was uh, in the main event this night. Well, I'm just going to go for, um, just going to go for wrestlers who I think were presumably in WCW at this point. It's Sting! Sting. No. Well, what? Was he still in the rafters at this point? Yes. Yeah. He was well yeah. and truly sitting in the rafters at this point. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll go with uh, Scott Hall? Yes. Yes. Yes, he was. He was in a match. I can't, I can't, <laughs> tell, you. I can't tell you. I was going to give you more details on the match because this is usually what I do and then I realise I'm just going to give half of it away. Yeah, but if, 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 if somebody gives you the other half, then you can give more details on the match. <laughs> no, I just like to give facts. Anyway, go on. <laughs> you know. Um. Look at him. No. Oh, for God's sake. Not in 1997. Okay. I'll, I'll round out the NWA. We'll go with Kevin Nash. No. No. He was not on the show. Right, is, is it two nils of Chris, my third go? EDP? It's me, it's me, it's DDP, it is. Yay! Lex Luger? Yeah, the longest match on the show. Sorry, what did you huh? say, Chris? Lex Luger? Lex Luger was on the show, he was in the match yeah. with Scott Hall. Yeah. Um, I'll go for Jeff Jarrett. No, he's on the WWF. Oh. I think he was the WWF. Yeah. Um, match match. Yeah, yeah, yes. He was in a Las Vegas shooting death match with Diamond Dallas Page. Yes. I'm pretty sure he's in WWE. Um, but I'm going to go for Ric Flair or WWF. Ric Flair. No, Ric Flair was on the cards. You've got one basket enough. Yes. Oh, I've got two, right? Or two. Is it two? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So DDP. Oh, of course, yes. This is now four to two. Bloody hell, sorry. I mistake. I think that's it as well, isn't it? That's five goes. So it's 4-2 at the end of the round. All the wrestlers that you could have had is Yuji Nagata, Ultimo <laughs> Dragon, Chris Jericho, Jada, Rey Mysterio, Ooh. Eddie Guerrero, that's where the famous match came in. It was tied yeah. for match with the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. You could have had Dancing Alex Wright. You could <laughs> have had Steve McMichael. <laughs> you could have had Jacqueline. You could have had Disco Inferno. About Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning, who uh, defended his United States Championship against Ric Flair. He defeated him by disqualification. Uh, so then we also had Lex Luger, who defeated Scott Hall by a submission with uh, Six on the outside, also known as X-Pac, with Larry Zabisco as a special guest referee. <laughs> now that was overbooked. 
and then you also had Randy Savage versus Diamond Dallas Page with Miss Elizabeth at ringside on a Las Vegas sudden death match. And rounding it out to the main event of the night, a steel cage match. Roddy Piper defeated Hollywood Hogan via technical <laughs> submission. Yeah, and it put him on for the title because they knew Piper was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> he did not want to give that title to Roddy Piper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Roddy Piper refused to lose, probably. I don't lose. <laughs> That's fair. He doesn't lose, he's Roddy Piper. Yeah. Nice. So we'll have round two later in the show. Hey, this is Vingus David Fuller from IHWE Professional Wrestling out of Fort Worth, Texas, where the West begins. You're listening to Broken But Glorious Wrestling. Fucky hosted NXT's Halloween Havoc this week. So, um, I thought as it was Halloween last week, we'll discuss our favorite wrestling spooky moments. Does anybody want to go first? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I will. I'm sorry. No, that's right. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, never mind, actually, I thought it first. I started. <laughs> you know what always used to scare me when I was little? Always, without fail. Do you remember the Undertaker's entrance um, package, the, the Titan front? With, what, with the, the little, little, girls? little girls, yeah. Used to scare the shit out of me. Anything with little girls and scary, though, is that whenever you watch a horror movie, it's never like a little boy that's like, it's always little girls that are, I swear, the sky. Yeah. that was shining as it feels like. No, I used to get the life out of me. Yeah. I used to hate it. Yeah, they're very scary. I can take a picture of them now. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. <laughs> 100%, yeah. We never saw them end. He's here. He's probably scary. Tell me I'm wrong. Doesn't they used to say he's here? <laughs> yeah. He's here. yeah. <laughs> White dresses. Say loads more than that. Well, he's got like a little like chant going on. God. <laughs> now I'm scared. Now, now I'm shutting my window. He used to say like a whole little bit before his entrance. Like it was like, what was it? It used to be a whole thing, like a little rhyme, uh, uh, say, and then uh, finished, um, he's like, he's here, and then the lights would go out, and it goes dong, and then it would be the. Was it the one he out. had before? Yeah. Was it the one he had before rolling? Yeah. So what would happen was it'd all go black, and then you'd see the. The fucking headlight of his motorbike. Yeah. Mm. It used to be dead cool, like looking at it now as a molder. <laughs> but at the time, no, I'm, it was I'm still was scared. scared. I'm still I scared. To, I had to skip his entrance on SmackDown, so when he said, you know, your role, I had to skip it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the, yeah, the American, but yeah. Because <laughs> they, they did the whole, that was it, they did the whole little rhyme thing um, yeah. when he came back at Disney Day. The one, two, the takers coming for you, three, four, that was. Was it so, no, because that was, that was pretty crazy. Like, it was, it was okay. something different from that. They used to just, like, talk. Oh, I can't remember what it is, no. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Someone something. listening to this is probably reciting it off by art and going mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. But if you haven't seen it, the listeners, please feel free to go and have a look at it on YouTube. Yes. Yes, that is the one I'm doing uh, on it. Thank you. Do you go next week, or do you want me to? Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll go. Well, more always stands out to me. It's quite recent, but um, mm. was the first Bray Wyatt uh, that we saw on Raw. Only because I remember that entrance when he made the night after... Um, uh, the night after... Uh, no, no, sorry, in the one his debut, yeah, before SummerSlam, when he came out and attacked Cannon. Yeah. You could actually hear, like, the kids in the audience screaming, almost like, like scared when the lantern came on, um, yeah. walking down to the ring. 
So I know the thing was scary, but that was more, I mean, some people almost found that quite funny as opposed to scary. This, when he first came on the scene, it was generally scary as the Wyatt family, um, with all the, the, obviously all the promos, the rocking chair. Um, mm. We had that spooky incident when he had the cage match with the little boy, um, when Cena was trying to escape the cage. See, there you go. It is sometimes a little boy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I stand, I stand <laughs> I corrected. I was just about to mention that because that was genuinely creepy. That was creepy. <laughs> I remember when they used to have on the forum, there used to be um, the live chat, and I remember that came on, and I mean, everyone was going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> when that, uh, but I did love, um, I did love, oh, I loved Grey Wyatt when he first came in. Um, but yeah, no, this was, I think, genuinely a very good, scary one. But as I say, I don't enjoy kids getting scared out of their whips, just for the record. But it was that entrance did it was helped by the fact that there was literally screaming kids who did sound terrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, even for me watching it at the time as a grown man, I think I was, I was like, "Oh, this is a bit, this is a bit scary." You don't want to watch this live before you go to bed. Um, so <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go for Bray Wyatt round one. Ways to put it, I think. Yes, the eater of welds. Yeah, that was a bit scary. I used to hate his promo that he put when he'd be in the, um, the barn. Oh, you know, it used to be in the barn, and it was like dead creepy, you'd have all the screaming faces across the screen. Yeah, yeah, I used to, yeah. I watched that later, because I watched it live once, and I was like... I've still got my sheet mask at my mum's that I brought from the, from the Brighton House show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 20 quid, I think that cost, or 15 quid, I think. Did you have in the arm? I think I was drunk, so... <laughs> I was no. drunk, so yeah. I'm more frugal when I'm drunk. Unless it's drinks and people are like, oh, do you want to get a drink? I'm like, yeah, I'll buy the round, I'll buy the round. Whenever I'm... Like I'll look at it and I'm like, I will just say really loudly, are you having me on? Whenever, I'm at, <laughs> whenever yeah. I'm at a wrestling show, I always buy merch when I've had a few beers. I, I will say before, I, I can't really afford a shirt, but... I end up seeing the wrestlers, I get excited because I have a few beers, and I end up buying a shirt, or in this case, a mask. <laughs> and um, same with gigs. Yeah. But I, when I went to see the core scene the other week, and um, I went with uh, Tommy Murphy, who of uh, Violence Gentleman Society fame. Um, I went with him, and he, as he was just turned 18, it was because I got him tickets uh, with me for his 18th birthday. Because I wanted to go, so it was just an excuse to get him something for his birthday. Yeah. He got us drinking um, as soon as I got there. So this must wow. have been about... Wise man. One o'clock. To one o'clock. Right. And the gig didn't start until about... We weren't getting into about five. Oh, my God. And then I started drinking more. I turned to him and went, Do you know what I really want? And he was like, what, mate? And I went, Do you know what I really want to fuck it at? I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. To this day, I'm like... Why? Why do I really want to book that? Yeah. So, the day goes on, we get into the gig, we're still drinking, <laughs> and um, I go up to the mate, where they're selling all the Cortina's t-shirts and everything, I see a bucket at, and I'm like, <laughs> getting that. Would you like to know how much I spent on a bucket at? That's my guess. £25. Oh, close. I'll go, I'll go slightly. I'll go 20, 20 quid and so. I'll go 20 quid. Oh, Nick's got it right. It was 20 quid I spent on a bucket at. And you were laughing at me spending it on a mask. Well, I spent 15 on a mask. You spent 15 quid on a plastic sheet mask. Exactly. It's still in my room now. In my in my mum's. It's still in my bedroom at my mum's. I know. I'm going to those masks go for without, like, without WWE tax on it. Oh, yeah. Not 15 pounds. 
No, of course it's not, but when you... <laughs> <laughs> it was my first wrestling show, so at least I've got something to remember it by. Well, first WWE. Oh, first WWE oh. show, sorry. First WWE show. But, okay, that's more understandable than that. I, I, can, I can give you that one. <laughs> my first WWE show, my first wrestling show, when I was about six or seven, I got a hmm. uh, t-shirt that I get. I must have got a, one of the... It was one of the t-shirts from outside. You know, you get the fellas selling them like a tenner. Mm-hmm. That's where I got all my bad t-shirts from. Yeah, yeah. I've got like a um, a raw house show t-shirt and a John Cena poster. Hmm? I don't know. Talk about wearing wearing t-shirts. Oh, Joel dressed up as Lance for Halloween. Uh, (laughs) He did. I was so happy. I was like, his name of weekend was buzzing. Like, where's your damn jacket, (laughs) boy? Oh, what a guy! I was buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. Right, so mine is after leaving WWE in 1999, Goldust uh, immediately turned up in WCW. Russo saw him as a creepy heel, so decided to make uh, a new character called Seven. Uh, the character had white, white, white face paints and had you know, black suits and hats. But in the, the promo uh, to introduce the character, he was just looming outside a child's little boy's bedroom. Seems he's trying to corrupt the boy into that don't come in with him or something. It's like, it's very creepy and ugh. yeah I think the, the the character lasts like 30 seconds on TV because just a version it's like this I forgot all about that I think I blocked it out of my mind until you just mentioned it it is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen I don't know how nobody pulled that off the went it was this yeah especially him I yeah. don't know even well, well yeah <laughs> Peter <laughs> I was about to say like, I didn't want to say it but you said it now did you not? Did no one think? Yeah, it's a bit nancy this. <laughs> like, he stood outside a child's window. Yeah. Right, he, he's one. No, he has, I'm, I'm pretty sure he had kids. Did he not go? Yeah. If I saw a man. He had a daughter called. Yeah. He had at least one daughter. Yeah, so he's gone. If I saw a man stood outside my kid's bedroom window, instant heel heat. No, that's not mm-hmm. heel heat, that's. You're going to jail. Lads, what's your second one? Oh, my God, my second one. I always thought Sting was creeping in the rafters. I always thought he was a bit... In the rafters. Yeah. Yeah. I always like, got under the skin a little bit, that did. Finally, it was uh, the last so long as well, didn't it? it was yeah. Well, year. I wasn't born at the time. Like, looking back at it when I was younger. But, like, he's a bit weird. And I yeah. thought it was a bit creepy. <laughs> Okay. Well, that, that's yeah, cool, um, I'm going to go for round. I get. Uh, no, actually, not round one. But well, because obviously when I was a kid at the time, he used to scare me a lot. Kane when he unmasked. Yes. On that road oh. <coughs> with all the cut. Oh, like generally scared me. I was a little boy at the time, which was on the Saturday morning, and yeah, I remember just being so pumped for the main event. It was Kane Triple H loser. Well, Kane had to take his mask off. Triple, or he would be the champion so at the time I think Kane was quite over as well so I was like oh it's a win-win situation I really don't care what happens here yeah. and um, yeah uh, it, obviously that happened but then after it the demented sort of Kane following it like where he would just be completely unhinged just used to scare me and then yeah I just remember him going the thing of going after Linda and his man went after yeah went after Linda yeah. and then it caused that massive feud of shame which I really enjoyed even though the internet doesn't seem to enjoy it. I, I, I mean, it probably suppose I was young and stupid, but, well, I still am stupid, but 
Um, it was a. I really loved the feud just because it was just two men trying to kill each other, literally. With yeah. <laughs> limos getting exploded, people getting thrown in fire, testicles getting electrocuted, electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> people attacking each other in hospital. Um, and it was like, oh, well, they, yeah, they had the, the unforgiven, the match unforgiven where Shane jumped naturally off the, uh, off the Titan front. Uh, but yeah, no, Kane unhinged when it first happened. I mean, before, they naturally do what they do with Kane, put him on a monster run, then turn him face, then turn him comedy, then put him back to heel, then blah, 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 do it all over, over and over. But yeah, that time when he unmasked generally was scary for me as a, as a little and mm. also, yeah, just quite, quite, um, quite nervy watching sometimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, my, my, my ones were, one that scared me when I was a kid as well. So, so it's, uh, an episode of Superstars in 1991. Um, Jake Roberts just called out. Randy Savage, who was on commentary at the time, attacked him, tied him up on the ropes, then produced uh, King Cobra, and let it loose on Savage, and it attacked his, uh, his arm and bit into it. But the scary bit was, Roberts legitimately was unable to release the snake bite, so it just carried on biting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know how that got into children, you know, children's TV. <laughs> it's, a, it's a horrifying sight. Well, yeah, luckily it was de-venomised. It's cute. <laughs> but they were just me bitten in the arm. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's, yeah. Right, two more, if you want to wear them. Yeah. Oh, two more. So, do you remember when the Boogeyman first debuted on TV? I found that oh. more funny rather than scary. I find that more funny and grim rather than scary. <laughs> and you bad. seven years old. No, I wasn't, I was only about 11, I think, at the time, but yeah. Yeah, when when you have the, um, the promos and it was in a show. The promo, yeah, the promos were quite scary. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. not not. I, 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 I was, I was. No, yeah, it was close to my hiatus. The, the, the vignettes leading up to his debut, I thought he was pretty scary. Like the whole because it used to show a shack, like mm. his own yeah. and stuff, and it used to be the creeps. Also, um, when I was little, big fan of the Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Which uh, which makes me sound a lot older than I am. I used to watch the stuff and. DVD just because I like the, the matches and I thought he was dead colourful and I didn't really understand that they were all slagging him off really badly. <laughs> I thought it was just all in character when I was little. So like when Triple H was like saying he was an arsehole and all this, I was like, mm. oh, well that's just Triple H. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking back, I'm like, oh, I think that. Anyway, um, when Papa Shango put a curse on him. Oh, yes. That scared the life out of me. And the way Pop Shango used to walk around, like, dancing and everything with his, um, his, his big stick that used to... Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I must, I must have only started... been, like, um, 10 or 11, so I must have been, like, 92. When Molly started bleeding. He saw black, black goo from his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And then he started being sick. Yeah, that was in late 92. Yeah, so I was 10 or 11. Yeah. It was when he started being sick, it was all, like, bright yellow. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Oh, you should go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it might not hit the same now because you're you're older, but at the time it was like, ooh, I think it was just that because he returned at WrestleMania, the Ultimate Warrior, so it must have been between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. I think because he faced that's when he faced Macho Man for the World Title at SummerSlam, so it must have been after. I thought it was just that that was. Well, the SummerSlam where he um, held Vince up. I think that was, that was the... Was that the... Uh, uh, oh, I can't remember. Was that the year before? I don't know. It wouldn't have been the year before because he didn't come back up till 
after that, did he? That was after it. Rescue. It came back now. Oh no, he did. Yeah. Sorry, he did. He did come back. He didn't come back. Came back, came back in '96. Yeah, that that was when. He, yeah, SummerSlam was the last one, and then he didn't come back to '96, and then he stopped and he got himself into more trouble. Yeah, because they were going over to Ultimate Maniacs at Survivor Series, and he disappeared, and he got replaced by Mr. Perfect, which then did the whole Ric Flair Perfect storyline, where Perfect beat him, so he left the like loser leaves town storyline. Yeah, Ric Flair left. <laughs> <coughs> Good match for that. That loser leaves the town match between um, Perfect and Flair. Two good matches. That's one of the uh, really early rules, saying like four foot. Is it third or fourth episode? Is I think it's the first. I think it's the first episode. Might be the third. I can't remember. I've not watched it for a while. I've got yeah, it on the. It's very early rule. 25th anniversary uh, DVD <laughs> for Raw. Hmm. Oh, no, sorry, 15th. 15th anniversary. Sorry. Yeah. There's a three, three really good. Yo, my name's Danny Reed, and you are listening to the Broken But Glorious podcast. Right, so it's time for the final of a question of sports and entertainment, lads. So, the scores at the end of the first round was a four to Chris and two to Nick. Nick, you'll be going first in this round, and this round again is my favourite uh, favorite one. Is no. name the card. Right, so, due to... Be in November, and what is at the end of November? Survivor Series. Way got it one. That's not a point. <laughs> we are looking at Survivor Series 2003, live from Dallas, Texas, at the American Airlines mm. Center. Ah, uh, yes, I've been watching this. Oh, bloody hell! Well, here we go. And I remember, right. it, being a, I remember it being a good show. I enjoyed it. Right, and I think yeah, I'll go for so me to go first, right? It is indeed yes. good to slow, so it is. Go, Berg. You are correct. Uh, Triple H. Yes. By the way, I will take points for managers on this because there's quite a few managers on this one. Okay. Undertaker. Yes. Shawn Michaels. Oh. Yes. Vince McMahon. Yes. I don't know where that voice came from. I sounded like right back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vince McMahon was in a, in a very alive match that night with the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah, he, uh, defeated him. Oh, wow. And that was the end of the American Badass gimmick. Um, RBD? Yes! Rob Van Dam was in a traditional Survivor Series match that night. Shane? Yes, Shane was on this show. Look at Yes. Shane O'Mac? He was! He was, uh, he was with Kane in an ambulance match. This, uh, this, this show where uh, was before, well sorry, it was after, uh, Shane McMahon. This is how Sipples electrocuted. Awesome <laughs> <laughs> free. Brock Lesnar? Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Wow. That's five inch. Five inch. Oh Great. my god, that is five inch. I didn't um... realise, I, I just lost that. I lost that. <laughs> so, right. that means that Nick, Ends on seven points. I'm gonna really make your lives hell next week. <laughs> and Chris, you end on nine points. <laughs> you, just open yes. the, you just open the floodgates. Here I bash the It's been ages. Congratulations. You could add Sajiri, Akela, I can't say that name, and Skoda, Sakado. Yeah, the pocket, my pronunciation is awful. 
They're like they're like a they're like a bouncers with henchmen. I think yeah, I don't think yeah. yeah, they're henchmen. I don't worry about bouncers. Well. <laughs> yeah. His mates, basically, because he's his Desi mates. Uh, also Jamie Noble. They were in a match with the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. He then had a five on five traditional Survivor Series match. Team Angle versus Team Lesnar, which features Chase Angle, Bradshaw, Chris Benoit, Hardcore Holly, and John Cena defeating the team of Brock Lesnar. A train, Big Show, Matt Morgan, and Nathan James. <laughs> wow, it's a big scene. Welcome <laughs> to 2003. Yeah. Um, we could have also had Molly Holly and Lisa competing for the Women's Championship. Kane and Shane McMahon, which we both got, competing in an ambulance match. We then had the Basham brothers, Danny Basham and Doug Basham, defeating Los Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, and Eddie Guerrero for the Tag Team Championships. We then had Traditional 5 on 5 Survivor Series match for the Kevin Rizzard. Team Bischoff versus Team Austin. Since Team Austin lost, Austin had to step down as Raw Co General Manager. And had mm-hmm. Team Austin won, Austin would no longer would have had to, uh, had to, oh god, how have they it? Austin no longer would have had to be physically provoked to attack a Raw superstar. Yeah. Oh. <coughs> Basically, I'll start with this half. <laughs> yeah, you could go around just kicking the shit out of whoever he wanted for a laugh. So the rest of in this match, you could have had Chris Jericho, Christian, Mark Henry, Randy Orton, Scott Steiner, with Eric Bischoff, Teddy Long, and Stacey Keebler at ringside. Yeah. They defeated the team of Stone Cold Steve Austin as at ringside, who his team consisted of Booker T, Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley, Rob Van Dam, and the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Wow. I remember Shawn Michaels was unreal in this match. The amount of blood he lost was insane. Oh, mm. it's, it's a good match. It's a good match. It, it, it shows why... Uh, it was amazing. It's proper... Yeah. Like, I, I love a five-on-five, five, which means something, because, well, <laughs> like, I think the last time we actually had one was the Survivor Series 2014 when Sting showed up. Yeah, yes. that was a good one. And they, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like that one. Now you've set the card. We watched that quite recently. <laughs> yeah. We then also had Vince McMahon versus The Undertaker in a Buried Alive match. Yeah. Kane got involved and helped Vince McMahon win. And that was the end of the American Badass gimmick and it never returned. The then American in the main Badass event... Gimmick. Sorry? I love the American Badass gimmick. I love Drollin. We all do. Rest in peace, American Badass. We hardly need him. And, the, and that's the reason I bought the, that Kid Rock album with American Badass on as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's silent for uh, the American Badass. Anyway, the main event of the night was... Uh, Goldberg versus Triple H was at the inside for the World Heavyweight Championship which Goldberg won. Wow. Oh, yeah. I won a quiz. I can't remember the last time I won a quiz. So I'm really happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. Is it the summer? I think, I think it's before our fourth birthday quiz. That was in June. It's been a long time since I won. <laughs> we did do for a while in the summers. This is Daredevil Dave Dahl here, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. I just got done talking to these fellas, and you need to give them a listen, because this is the best podcast you will find out of New England, and you can't go wrong with that. And I will tell you one thing. These guys will go and rule over all the podcasts that you listen to. Thank you for listening. All right, so it's a finish this week. Um, well, Ring of Honor released a statement last week confirming that they'll be going up following the December final battle of the pay-per-view and will have released all the roster. So I thought it was a finish <laughs> fun. 
If we each picked one wrestler we'd like to see, we'd <laughs> have one of the roster we'd like to see to go with AEW. Yeah. Nick, who do you want to go to WWE? WWE first? Yep, yeah, so to WWE, I would like to see Mark Haskins go to WWE. Ooh, yes. Ooh, uh, bloody hell. Yeah, been a massive fan of Haskins, um, well, ever since I went to Progress. Um, <laughs> really good matches. I feel like with WWE, I know it's moving to this new... Uh, new big men, blah, 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 blah. There's still scope for, for your underdogs, and I feel like he could be, he could do it all. I reckon he'd go to NXT, um, obviously be a, be a star on there, like we've seen with many of the indie talent, but then also have a proper go on the main roster as well. Um, and I think, I feel, really feel like he could be like, uh, I know we're talking about Johnny Gargano's been the obvious one, but I think there'll be generally a scope on the main roster for, for someone to sort of take on the new Daniel Bryan role. Yeah, uh, so I still think Gargano will be, but you know, there's he's not. There's only what there's only who has to just be the one wrestler. Haskins, I think. Yeah, so Haskins for WWE is what I would I'd like to see. Yes, there's a lot of people excited that they might have Haskins versus Cardoir uh, for the progress title in their future. Well, that'd be good. Oh, that would be good. Yes. Well, I think just getting to even to NXT UK as well because well, I think I don't know what the, what the future holds for NXT UK, but. Whatever the fuck. live crowds soon or last oh, week. Well, even then, you could even, you could even put him into NXT UK to start off with and then slowly build him to, um, even if it, in case of you could have Inversal, um, Dragonov and then move Dragonov onto Ooh. NXT full time, so, yeah. Loads yeah. of options for him. Yeah, I'd go Danhausen, I think. There is, there is a bit to be scared that they'll make him solely a comedy. Character, but I think if it was dealt right, they could make him like WWE's version of Orange Cassidy, where the fans love him, but the die-hard wrestling fans hate him. Yeah, I think I think, I think it would be a lot. He could be a lot of fun because yeah, you know, both my kids love him. I think he's hilarious. So, yeah, I think he'll fit in with WWE if they're going down the child-friendly route, especially with his whole thing is you can't swear because if you swear. We get taken off TV, and that, then I can't get famous. So, <laughs> you can't get rich and famous if you swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have one for WWE now, and uh, yes. I'd be going for Joe Hendry. Joe Hendry makes things better. <laughs> he's a big bruiser boy. He's very entertaining. Mm. He's singing and everything. And he's, um, he's creativity for making um, his own entrance uh, videos and everything like that. Oh, I don't think WWE would be doing that with him, but I think because he's no. a big boy and he is so charismatic as well, we could uh, we could put um, good use to him, especially if we wanted to put him in um, NXT UK as well. I think yeah, he'd, he'd, uh, he would. I think he. I think they find something for him there, and I think he'd probably be a good choice to uh, to make the jump to WWE. Yeah, and he's a lovely bloke. I interviewed him in 2018. Yeah, lovely bloke. <laughs> Uh, Nick, you're one to AEW. Uh, for AEW, um, I'm going to go for Session Moth Martina. Yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> I feel like uh, I, I just feel one. I think uh, again, it's not one of these comedy, uh, comedy sort of characters. Um, there, uh, I mean, loved her in Rips. I would still see my favourite ever comedy match when she teamed with Dave Benson Phillips in a tag <laughs> match against the against the Fun Police. Um, <laughs> So no, I, but I feel like in AEW, I have a feeling that state one AEW always, obviously with the ever obviously ever growing women's division, they need to have it ever growing with two titles up 
up for grabs. Mm. I feel like I feel like as well they could do with a comedy character like her in there. So um, I just feel she'll be a, a very very useful addition to AW. Uh, so it's a bit of comedy. Yeah. Um, hope you can come out okay. of the sandstorm as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Whoever plays that, I did see them live at Leeds, very drunk, in like 2000. The Rude, yeah. Like, like uh, 2000, 2001. I was very Whoa. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> in the crowd at the festival, that was amazing. Not even in that much dance, but yeah, it was that drunk, it was dance to anything. But I love that, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're on about. I'm going to go with Brody King for AEW. Um, I'll team him with Malachi Black um, in his war against the Nightmare Family because him and Black are currently the PWG Tag Team Champions. So it could be interesting if they could bring them titles in somehow into the show or at least refer to it. But if they're going to have even if it's just a short term team with Black to go against the Nightmare Family, I think that could be fun. I think I mean, the Dragon League because I think oh, he is a fucking double stick wrestler and I yes. think he'd fit in really 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 well with it'd be um, great to have like the TNT division I think would be amazing yeah they're going to make it like a, they make it like similar to like an X division it'd be fun there's no weight limits but it's quite flippy but it can be hardcore as well I think he'd fit into it quite well I think he'd be really good I think I think I'd in that um, more math wrestling as well is always a is, I always enjoy their style, that Lucha style of wrestling. And then having um, the, the, the Lucha Bros as well in there. I think it could even, you could even have them have a bit of an interaction with each other. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah, there's also uh, Bandidos on the. <laughs> so that's I was going to say Bandito, mm. but I thought that was a bit. Flamita. <laughs> Flamita Flam, Flam, is on there as well. He, he's, he's a good wrestler, a good Luchador wrestler. Yeah, Rush as well. I mean, oh, yeah. so great lessons. I remember Flamita's theme tune. It was so good. Um, <laughs> oh, right, let me. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, Get him, get him to AEW as well. <laughs> oh, just get them all there. Uh, I've got a photo of him actually. You've had Rush in WWE versus Roman Reigns, and he just looks like the same person in the ring. Oh, yeah, I think I know this guy who, before he was famous, I'm pretty sure at a show in New Orleans, he walked right past us and I said, Whoa, that looks like Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> was he part of um, AEW Fox's like crew? I'm pretty sure it must be the guy that I'm... Yeah, it must be, because he looked literally just like Roman Reigns. Yeah, he looks like a Mexican Roman Reigns. Uh, I wouldn't say Mexican, just look like an American Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does look a lot like Roman Reigns, I think. <laughs> Alright, so, yes, as always, got plenty of interviews coming up. Uh, huge thanks to Franco Vega, who came on the show last week. Um, the full interview is on bbgwrestling.com. Um, he's got a UK tour starting this weekend, so if you want to get out to Bolton Town Wrestling, he's against Joey Hayes on Friday. On Saturday, he's at uh, Preston City Wrestling's first time ever. So every match is a first time ever match. Um, and then on Sunday, he's at Charity uh, Wrestling Promotions, where he's against former uh, NXT Tag Team Champion Oliver Gray, who now wrestles as Joel Redmond. That's in Southampton. Uh, this Friday, we've got an interview with two members of the Violence 
gentleman society. Tommy and Casey came on. Lance was meant to do it with me, but he fell asleep. So that's fun. <laughs> and if you enjoy our show, follow us on Twitter. It's at BBG Wrestling. And our website is bbgwrestling.com. Good night. Lance <laughs> <laughs> is left. <laughs> I am here. You are here? Hey. I am here. I was about to say, I'm here. <laughs> You, you asked me, you said about me falling asleep, and I was like, yes, I've come by the fact that I fell asleep, I wasn't very well. And then you were like, yeah. once here, and I was, I was like, hello! shouting! <laughs> 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 and you were like, you went quiet, and I'm like, I'm getting upstairs, I'll take some DVD wrestling, and I was like, I'm here! <laughs> <laughs> so we're not done! <laughs> Just a bit quickly before we get into the show. Um, about a quarter of the way into the show, my microphone decides to give up. Uh, so the, most of the show is recorded on my laptop microphone. So the audio quality does differ a bit. So apologies for that. But it is still a really good show. So I hope you still enjoy it. Thank you.